Ho, ho, how long gone? Uh, Christmas spectacular. I'm here with my favorite elf, a.k.a. Mr. Jingles himself, Them Jeans. He's cleaning out gutters. He's taking out the trash. I'm sure he's wrapping presents. What can't he do? So I have not brought the trash back in yet. Same, same. To be honest, it's pissing oh, me off. Oh, well, well, well. And also, I, I don't do any... Uh, this is the one thing where you and I have in common. I don't think either of us would do the wrapping anymore, unless it's for our significant... Unless it's for the person who does our wrapping. Uh, the person that does my wrapping is to be determined. I'm going to Google best wrapping Los Angeles, West Hollywood, and then kind of figure it out from there. Uh-huh. Okay. Smart, because, you know, it is one day away, so... And also, I've I've learned that you wanna you wanna get the gifts wrapped early and wrapped uh-huh. often, so you can enjoy the bounty under the tree for more than just <laughs> what seven hours. You're a hustler. You probably don't sleep that much. If you, I, you wish I cared that much about what looks what looks good under a tree. I'm not talking about you. Okay, sure. Okay, fair. I um I do think that wrapping uh, should be left to the professionals, much like uh, a lot of things in this sick, sad world. Okay. Um, I I know that. Some people might like the tender love and care that goes into wrapping their Sonos, you know, that their parents got them, but I uh, don't. Sometimes it's more powerful than the gift itself. Wow. Okay. Damn. Oh, and also, I said something even worse last night. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what it was. I was was caught up in the holiday spirit, but I, I think I may have said, like, when you give somebody a gift, sometimes their thank you was was a better gift than the gift itself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well that was the real gift Because some people are yeah some people are really good at at saying thank you for something that you've given them uh-huh. you're not that person i'm not that person but that is not, those don't people, don't those lump, people exist out there don't lump me in with your non-thanking ass i'll lump okay. i'm lumping <laughs> don't lump this is the lump the only lump we're talking about is the coal that's in your little stocking this year for being a, ba- a bad co-host Oh wow! I didn't know you were gonna go when I when I was when I said lump. <laughs> I had no idea you were gonna go coal with that, bro. I can do Christmas bars. I mean, wow. The the way I like to surprise the listeners with my knowledge of football, I can also do that with Christmas words. So don't kind of limit me. Okay? Hopefully, nobody from uh, from Montreal <laughs> just for laughs listens to this podcast because okay, okay your okay. improv work. No one. I mean, the the next cast of SNL will just be Chris Cecily Strong left, and there are rumors that I'm replacing her, but I would never mm-hmm. leave the, the this podcast to. Go do snl where does where does he pull this shit out of his ass he's that good <laughs> how does he do it? well lauren lauren and the guys came to see me a couple times but uh they sat in the back and you know i didn't hear from him again so yeah they i, I heard that you biffed the first one but then <laughs> yeah i biffed i biffed the first one but they came you to biffed the, the first one he came back and he did 10 minutes straight of a, of a James Murphy impression, and he slayed. And that, it was that moment that I knew. Actually, this morning, just as I was showering after my uh, treadmill workout at High Mat, I was working on a bit where um, Ben Affleck or another kind of famous Boston resident gets dragged to a uh, bar class. Bah. Exactly. Because so, he could say, oh, you want me to go to bah? Uh-huh. You know, it could it could go on forever. I feel like there's a lot of material to mine there. Yeah, there's some. There's definitely something there. And I like that even though a lot of people <laughs> in the entertainment industry and just any professional industry, you know, the emails start slowing down this time of year. You mm. might even, you know, if you were one of the people that represent us, you might even put a out-of-office mm-hmm. email thingy up, even though... You know, and I know you don't work in an office. 
<laughs> you work in your friend's guest bedroom. Well, no. But uh, <laughs> we can still put that up. But it's good to know all that is to say that you're still working on your bits, even oh. right up to the day that Chris Kringle's frosty nose tickles your doorstep. Do you think that? Do you think that members of the comedy community take days off? You can't turn this yes. off. If I if yes, I could turn the, if I could turn this <laughs> off, I'd have a different career. Okay. <laughs> no, I think that I do think that the out of office message is pretty amazing. Um, as we as we barrel towards the official holiday season. Yeah. Um, because go on. I just I just well I just want to know who's actually actually not looking at their email right like i know you i know you put the out of office on and the amount of responses i get after i get the out of office response means that you're looking at your email so why put it on until you're really not going to look at it but i think the the reason is and the answer is because you can't not look at your email Mm -hmm. it's it's virtually impossible to not look at your email so why why performatively put on your out of office unless it has an amazing joke in it or it has your cell phone number so I can harass you directly. What's the what's the point? The point is that you you use it as a buffer to decide whether or not this is an urgent email. And sometimes it is, but it probably won't be. So when somebody's like, "Hey, I was wondering if you had the time to I could talk pick your brain for 5 minutes about like nonstick cookware in the culinary space in 2024." <laughs> And I'll be like, well, what's the budget? And then if the budget is no, then out of office. Bye, bitch. But if they're like, yeah, we have, we have, I think we have like 25, 26 thou. <laughs> and I'll be like, you know what? I am in office. Hey, pause. Hey, babe, pause elf. Yeah. Pause elf and Espanol. I have to return this email. Okay. I mean, that, that might, I, I see what you mean. That could be a good use. I'm of course a proud member of never put on an out of office in my entire life. And I will continue that until the day uh, my cold dead body. I think even after you die, I think there's going to be some type of situation where you're going to pass away. I'm going to send you an email just out of reflex, you know, because what what time today? And then you're somehow somehow you're (laughs) you're still going to respond somehow posthumously. Well, I'll be giving you signs from hell, uh, which is which is uh, speaking speaking of hell. uh, It looked like you. It looked like you went to hell last night, but by choice, uh, and saw yeah um, one of the worst movies ever made, Home Alone, <laughs> um, with with a live orchestra. Yeah, L.A. Philharmonic. Okay, I don't remember. I don't kind of remember the the uh, soundtrack or maybe score mm-hmm. from a children's uh, holiday movie. So if you could let me know what the Phil was able to bless you with, that would be great. Um, yeah, so Home Alone, I mean, I know you're a movie hater, but you can't say that Home Alone is one of the worst movies ever made. It's actually... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But Home Alone is not a movie I would ever need to see again as long as I live. You see it once as a kid, you're Well, it, the, the score is by uh, John Williams. It's like a full orchestral score, probably like mm-hmm. 10 to 15 movements, we can call mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's, he's done a lot of shit, man. He's a legend. And he was there in... In, he was going sure. ta. He was in ta mode. Oh, he was going ta. Okay, so he was. W- was he wearing his tails? What was the fit? It was actually he wasn't wearing tails. It was. I mean, this motherfucker did the Jaws theme song, bro. He's like that is sick. He did like Star Wars music, Harry Potter, like Jurassic Park. Like he's literally the god. Oh no, I'm just saying. I'm saying to you that I don't think of Home Alone. I, I don't. The music doesn't stand out to me. Is what I'm saying. I guess that's the point. So did you like them? So did you like that boring movie the fifteenth time you've seen it? Or well, the- it's not a boring movie. Honestly, well, this is a movie that I've seen you know five hundred times ever since I was you know a child when it came out, and 
it's just one of those movies that everyone has seen a zillion times and everyone knows. Uh, and I had never, I was like, I'm never going to watch this movie again. I could never watch it again. But when you when you're in the big Walt Disney concert hall, perfect acoustics, mm-hmm. everyone is in the holiday spirit. They're kind of dressed up a little bit nicer, especially if you're sitting where we're sitting. You know, it's kind of like older people, mm-hmm. patrons of the arts kind of thing, and not mm-hmm. like there was a there was a Spectrum kid sitting next to us that couldn't handle it, but. His mom was nice enough to tell him to go take five, do a lap. Don't call, don't call, don't call Yimmy Yayo a Spectrum kid. <laughs> I, I was able, nice. well, as nice. a parent of a, of a child on the Spectrum, I was able to keep my kid in line. This stinky bitch to the right of me just letting her kid flop all over the place. I'm like, bitch, I'm in front row. You know how much these seats cost? I don't have time for this bullshit. Okay, so you paid. How, how, how much How much did you pay under duress for tickets to watch? Under duress? This is elective, huh? An orchestra play music while a movie played on a screen. What do we look at? What's the ticket on this? I mean, I don't remember exactly. It was it was between 150 and 200 a ticket. Okay, okay. I mean, that's not that bad. But literally, this is front row. This, I, yeah, I you were very close. No, I saw you stunting. I could, I could spit on the back of John Williams' head. I saw- Big ass, bald head, <laughs> motherfucker. I saw you. But, but all, <laughs> I, I've seen the movie a thousand times. I never need to see it again. But when you watch it in a, in a theater, instead of just on TBS in your hotel room or like on your mom, mommy's couch, there, there is a I, there's so much of the movie I forgot. But the thing that stuck with me the most is that for a dumb kids movie, in your words and not not my words, the plot is rock solid. There's no yeah, I mean part of the movie where you're like it's not like it's challenging. Like they cover all their bases. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Like there's so like every, like the biggest movies of all time. There's so many holes in the plot, beeline story arcs right, that go right, nowhere, right, no right, lack right, of resolution. Every little bit of this dumb movie is tied up perfectly in a bow. For Christmas, I didn't ask for you to go Elvis Mitchell mode. So if you could just kind of walk it back a notch. Who's that? It was, who's Elvis Mitchell? It sounds like a top runway. No, contestant. he's a, f- a famous film critic. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me. Rogers and Ebert, you know, if, if we want to go. But I, okay. I just. Oh, you said Elvis who? Elvis Mitchell. Elvis Mitchell. What's you don't know there? Elvis Mitchell? He's an LA guy. Oh, KCRW guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, the yeah. only, um, yeah, the only critics I know are, are Siskel and Ebert and the Ion Pack. Yes, I said Siskel. Uh, yeah, Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and Eger, Ebert and Ion. Let's call. Let's call the Ion Pack. We should have bought them tickets and gotten them to review this next year. That would have been good. I saw Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> them, 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 it stinks. <laughs> I mean, it does, but I'm glad that you went. I'm glad you're in the holiday spirit, and I'm sure um, it was worth uh, $500 plus parking. So I'm glad you were able to give the gift. No, I, of, I got street parking for free. Suck that's it. That's nice. Suck that's it. Nice. Suck it like Rudolph, bitch. How, how much? Was, <laughs> how much was the? But let's talk about the the Pinot Grigio in the in the can. Uh, uh, that was going for twenty. No, 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 it was not canned. Well, we we rocked up, and there luckily there was the the Home Alone trivia was kind of winding down, okay, and I was good. able to saddle up to the bar. <laughs> and the cool part about it is you get a drink before the show starts. You're you have not to finish it, right? It in, yeah, so you yeah, got to yeah. chug that hoe. But uh-huh. while you're paying for your drink, they're like, all right, in 59 minutes, there'll be an intermission. Obviously, the choir has to come in. You know, it was like a 100-person mm-hmm. choir that came in. Yeah. Um, and they're like, if you want, you can write down on this card what you want your drink to be. When you come back for the intermission, pay for it here. And it's just sitting on a table with your name next to it. So you just go up and instead of waiting that is in the 500-person nice. no, nice. line, boom, that's nice. you start chugging. But anyway... 
We could talk about this all day. We can talk about the film Home Alone all day long. We have a guest on today's show, Nomi Fry, friend of the show. She's done a live pod with us. She's done a not live pod with us. We we get dinner with her. We discuss the world's politics and ills, societal uh-huh. norms and not norms. We talk about John Mayer mostly. <laughs> a long but time. she's zooming in. She's zooming in from the Middle East. Yeah, she's coming to us live from Tel Aviv, the motherland, uh, after spending a blessed week uh, to celebrate Hanukkah with her friends and family and loved ones. Mm-hmm. And what better way? To start the Goy holiday season, then with How Long Gone, uh, I'm sure that she's happy to be here. I'm sure the Wi-Fi uh, in Tel Aviv is strong. Chris, I'm, I'm sensing a bit of sarcasm when you say that, Chris. Why would I? What Sarcasm what? With the, the Wi-Fi? Tel Aviv's a very chic city. I wasn't kidding. Oh, okay. And I'm sure okay. she's... I'm sure she's staying at the Soho House, Tel Aviv, so she's probably fine. <laughs> okay, well, all this and more will be revealed <laughs> after a short commercial break. Make some noise for our sponsors, 2023. You guys are awesome. <laughs> we were just discussing in the intro, uh, Nomi, that Jason last night spent 300 plus to go see an, a live orchestra perform while the movie Home Alone played on the screen. What? Isn't that, wasn't that, isn't that a fun, cute little um, holiday gift to give your life partner? <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite generous. <laughs> okay, so when you say quite generous, I feel as if that is a you sort of searching in the dark woods for a positive thing to say about this. I mean... Um, it's okay. If you want to badmouth my activity, that's totally fine. That's sort of what we do on How Long Gone. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm, a, little, you. I'm a little flummoxed. I'm happy for you hurts more than the truth, Nomi. <laughs> okay, listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I, 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 I personally would not pay... I mean, if... Were I invited? If John said, hey, come by the house before, we'll open a bottle and we'll go check it sure, out. I exactly. got tickets to this thing. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And someone had tickets. I'm not going to use them. You know, I would probably go. I, I, have to be, I have to be honest with you both. I wouldn't go for free. That doesn't really come as a surprise. <laughs> so this is like a Carolyn thing or I mean, is it is she in a special fan of... <laughs> Of Home Alone, or I mean, um, I guess I didn't real I didn't realize that the music was like a thing, like that it was like exactly. A- this is exactly what I said. I was like, "Who gives a shit about the music in Home Alone?" And then Jason starts explaining to me that the guy who scored it is so famous. And I'm like, "That's fine." Who scored it? Okay, John Williams. He's uh, oh, John Williams. Ever heard Star of Jaws? Wars, yes. I'm, I understand that he's done iconic mm-hmm. stuff. This is not iconic mm-hmm. stuff. That's my whole point. Look, I'm in the same boat as you guys, but I'm saying after after seeing all this, I'm a little converted, and I I like to support the fine arts it's cool that all these cellists get a little buck they can no, you know, maybe I'm, buy I'm their all, kid a, a shekel that, for christmas but then you you have to watch the movie as well exactly exactly that's the problem you get to what oh sorry guys sorry it wasn't triangle of sadness <laughs> i wouldn't watch that either I, I wouldn't watch any triangle of sadness is low-key fire unfortunately i watched it on the planet it's days great ago. a great movie chris it's you're great. not a movie guy we know this. I'm, I'm trying to never watch a movie again is my goal. Yeah, you're a no movie, no movies ever kind of guy. But unfortunately, I am I am going to make exceptions for documentaries because that feels educational and is as close to book reading as I can get. Sure. So and if I have to see something for work, like if I if I have to watch a screener um, because we have a high profile guest coming on or something of that nature, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like it would be irresponsible of me not to crack the case on the A24. Chris, yeah, every time a movie is sent to us, a screener is sent to us, he always watches it, even before I do. It's so amazing. That's not that's not true. I've never seen a single movie that our guests have been in or made. That, <laughs> I, we know, we know. Unless they, if somehow they like, 
the Criterion Collection made a documentary about Below Deck or something like <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. or like Laguna I? Beach season exactly. four, then exactly. maybe you might. I just don't. I just don't have the patience, and I'm. I think right. I'm ready. I'm willing to admit that, and others aren't. Because I think a lot of people are in the same boat. Yeah, a lot of wine moms in Beverly Hills are not able, are in that same boat. You're a moment-to-moment kind of guy. You need the scroll. You need the excitement. You need the ups and downs of the feed. Mm-hmm. Rather That's right. than That's right. Rather than the expansive span of, of a two-hour movie. He doesn't want a fine glass of scotch. He wants a crack pipe. That's right. I, that's literally, that's right. literally true. And he seems to be so proud of that. You know, Jason, I, ha- I have noticed <laughs> while listening to your podcast yeah. that you have a way with metaphors. That was a really fine metaphor. <laughs> You're right. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my Unfortunately, my brain only works in... It's kind of like this. Well, you know, as long as you... But that's all you need nowadays. That's all you need. It often works. Sometimes I'll slide in a not unlike blank. <laughs> right. I don't think that the... I, I, I just think that the um, commitment level is too high and the payoff is often not worth it's a it's a the, crap you know, in, in fact, in Jason in Jason metaphors, the juice is not worth the squeeze. <laughs> the well, the and I think the risk. Your time is so valuable that exactly. the juice could. Yeah, exactly. you, it's, it's probably what a forty sixty chance the juice is yummy, but you're like I I, I don't have enough time. For even odds like that, I, I just don't. I just don't because there's so much e news to watch. I just think there the, the the our world is fast now and movies are slow. And I think some people want to. That's the purpose for them watching them. And I don't want that. It's it's like I just don't. I don't have the desire to sit for three hours and then you have meditate to talk a about different it. way. Exactly. Well, the real pain in movie watching, we all know, is having to discuss it afterwards with whoever you watched it with. That's not, that's fun. That's not fun. Jason, yesterday, did you discuss the Home Alone experience with your life <laughs> yeah, partner? <exactly. laughs> Why don't you discuss these nuts? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, we had seen the film a zillion times, so we didn't need to right. be like, oh, you know, I didn't see that coming out of, you know, in the third act. But it was more just like, wow. It's cool to see, uh, uh, you know, a, a spectacle of this nature. And I, there was a lot of things that I had forgotten about the film, mostly how tidy the script was. Okay. I mean, it's a John Hughes. It's a John Hughes classic. Yeah, the guy's a pro. Jason's okay. See, here's what Jason's doing. Jason's going into the, the, <laughs> my a tweet that did very well for me, where project managers in in Chicago, because of their love for White Lotus, were trying to tell me about like. The, the the story arc and the C plot and how they were working so well. And that's what Jason's doing right now with Home Alone. And if you're wondering, that tweet did very well, you guys. It did very it did very well. I just think that everybody's obsession with television has has made them think they're also critics and can speak about it like an expert. Well I mean at at what point if, if you if we're all allowed to speak on all these cultural things because we are an expert, how many movies does one have to watch before they're allowed not not in your eyes, but just the eyes of society in general, to speak on that in a critical manner. Um, I j- it's a great question, and I think they should keep it on Letterboxd. Is my answer <laughs> okay? Well, maybe you shouldn't follow so many Chicago art directors on Twitter, and you would never run into this problem, Chris. Well, the project managers are merely project a placeholder managers. and example for all project kinds okay. of people. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to call out the project management community specifically. That just seemed like a kind of a nice baseline to 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 <laughs> yeah, go. They'll with. manage you right into the fucking dirt. All right, n- enough. <coughs> we're 
We need more fry time. I'm sorry. We 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 got a we got a dime holding up a dollar, as they say. You guys were on a roll, and I understand <laughs> her restraint. You know, I wanted to give you the space to. I want to, to hold space for you. <laughs> Thank you for holding space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for holding space for us as as always. That feels that fe- that does feel great. Yeah. Yeah. You you hold space like goddamn Steve Aoki. Well, what's going on? You're <laughs> over there in Tel. Was there a nickname for Tel Aviv? I'm over in Tel Aviv. Yeah, I. I was in Athens. Oh, nice! For three days. Great city. Great city. Great city. Doesn't it feel like a bomb could go off at any time? Uh, in Athens. Yeah, it feels it feels on the precipice of danger. I actually grew up in Israel, where you know there were times when yeah. you literally. <laughs> bomb could go off you're like yeah that's right i know what that yeah I, i'm just saying so, you know what that so feeling's I'm, like I'm, i have to say i'm fairly i'm I, i'm fairly relaxed about that sort of thing i guess or i don't feel it really or it just feels like and that the short answer is no i mean not to me at least mm. it's only the second time i've been to athens i was there like maybe 15 years ago Long time ago. Fry, as a known cigarette smoker, Uh-oh. would you agree that Athens, one of the greatest cigarette cities in the world? Yeah, I mean, people smoke. People smoke all <laughs> over. I mean, Tel Aviv is the same. Is it? Is it the same? I just, when I was in Athens, all I remembered was just like everywhere. every time you sit down at any table, it's like, here's four pounds of pure feta and an <laughs> ashtray. Indoors, outdoors, in a bathroom, funeral parlor. It's just cheese and chain smoking the whole time. And I was like, I get used to this. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's Because uh, the feta is different there, isn't it? Feel that way. The feta hits. The feta is great. Um, <laughs> the feta hit different. Yeah, I love, I love the food. I, lo- I do love the food. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, you know, briny, salty oily you're like a like an east like a hot girl tinned fish but it's not like it's not oysters exactly i'm a bit of a hot girl tinned fish type i just i just want cold cold and pickled and (laughs) and, you know astringent is the is the vibe yeah love love pickled love lemony love astringent (laughs) it's giving astringency yeah yeah pucker up it 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 makes (laughs) my lips pucker it's giving pucker it's giving a astringent stringency. <laughs> it's giving. Well, you guys are you guys are really making a great <laughs> yeah. case for Athens. Bought you by the uh, the Athens tourism board. <laughs> this episode is gonna. Yeah, but it's nice, and also as you guys know, I'm a big. Uh, unlike you guys, I'm a big uh, cat person, <laughs> and there are many many cats. Okay, so you're saying Athens is a known kind of uh, stray cat. Community? Yeah, it's a it's a stray cat community, much I like Tavi. Okay, so you're you're up to your ears and kitty. I'm up to my ears and pussy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sorry. why why do you Don't think apologize. why do you think the the pussy community <laughs> gathers in these places? Well, the climb the climb is <laughs> the, um, okay. So you mean the climate? Is that what you? Mean? Yeah, the climate. <laughs> Is fair. I was like, is, do you have to walk up a very big mountain to get to Tel Aviv? You're um, saying, I mean, okay, so cats love to run the Santa Monica stairs. The climb, I see yeah, what you the mean. climb. Um, the 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 climate is, you know, it's fair, it's mild. Okay. P- pussy thrives in this climate, is what you're saying. And yeah, the pussy thrives in this climate, and it's um, and so it's um, you know, it's like pretty. I I, I imagine it, it makes sense that the cat community thrives. Okay, so what is the? Does, did the <laughs> locals now? Do the locals embrace 
the community by putting out food and water for the yeah, okay, for sure. okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Both in Tel Aviv and in uh, Athens, I don't have um, experience with turkey. Is the fancy feast kosher? That's a really good <laughs> question. I would imagine so. That's a really good question. Thank you. That's a really that's a really good question. Might be an over. TJ has done it again. Uh-huh. TJ's done it again. <laughs> His mind. In my in my eyes, you know, it's 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 a question. Needs to be answered. I mean, it begs it begs answering. Yeah, it's a question of time. It's a question of trust. To quote Dave Gahan, uh, it's a question of trust, and it's a matter of trust. I th- I think yeah. probably yeah, because I think like probably every food stuff has to go through. I want my kitty to go to heaven, right? Uh, this approval. cat has gone <laughs> to yeah i mean um yeah um, i now do you and you don't so you don't find any you're not scared to pet a, a stray feral cat uh, under, i'm not you mean in terms of disease or in terms of um, just general mange yeah just or, all of the above i don't want to touch in terms of like getting bit or yeah something. i'm not gonna too. touch i'm not gonna touch any animal i don't touch jason's animals and i know them pretty well at this yeah point. no i'm a big uh, chris hasn't touched I'm pussy big, in years like, that's yeah. yeah 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 that's that's crazy what is the I'm a, yeah i'm a big like come here like cuddle like okay get over here so you're, get on me you're gonna lay down on the floor of the 7-eleven i'm gonna lay down on the floor with the eyeless <laughs> you know like one eared calico uh-huh. that's like drooling uh-huh. from you know from the what mouth is the, what is the attraction what is the attraction to cats because i know this is a, a long-running theme for you um, and I, I know that you obviously have some and, and you've, you document them on your social media accounts. She's a cat mom. We'll say it. Did this start at a young age or is this something you developed as an adult? Oh my God, guys. Sorry. It, it, sorry. It cut out for like, I would say like 20 seconds. So oh, Chris, Chris was just asking if you have been a pussy lover your whole life or is it a recent thing that happened? You know, have you always been a, a cat head? It's like, okay. I mean, I've, I've always liked cats. Um, my parents were kind of like you, Chris, in the sense of like, I don't want to like, it's a hassle to have an animal, to have a pet. The schlepping. It's schlepping. They're like, <laughs> unlike me, I'm like sloppy and slobby, relatively speaking. And my parents are very neat and clean. Mm-hmm. And I don't think my mom needed the headache of like, oh, like cat hairs and or dogs or like whatever. Sure. And so I didn't grow up. I think when I when I was really little, I had like a bunny. Wow! And we had that's an extreme. Like when I was like when I was like five, yeah. But it, that, it was fairly, you know. He had a cage, and we would let him. Or and and then we had like we had a guinea pig for a period. But those are like fairly, Jesus Christ. So your mom's like no cats, but we'll put the guinea pig in the cage over in the corner. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it was manageable <laughs> yeah. because, like, you know, they don't get on the furniture. You know, it's just like you don't have to sure, take them sure, out yeah. It's more contained. It's, it's contained. more contained. Mm-hmm. But that was when I was really young, like when I was like I don't know, maybe like kindergarten age or something. But then after that, we had no pets, and so I didn't really grow up with with pets. You know, I had friends who had pets and stuff, um, <laughs> and it really. Um, so I, I and I always liked cats. But it really like erupted within me. <laughs> I would say maybe like fifteen <laughs> years ago. Like it really, I 
I don't, I, I can't mark exactly what was the, the moment where I was like, okay, I'm like obsessed with cats, but it, <laughs> it came on gradually. And then, uh, suddenly I'm waiting for something <laughs> to erupt in me, but it hasn't, it hasn't and happened might, yet. And might happen. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I do know that when we got our first, maybe, yeah, maybe like 15 years ago, we got, we adopted our first cat and that really, once we adopted her, I mean, obviously like before adopting her, right. I already like, we liked cats, you know what I mean? Like we made the move of like adopting the animal, but like once we got her gasoline meat match, I know what love is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what love is. I know what love is. But okay. I, a mother, a, a wife, a mother meeting her daughter, but it took a cat, but it took a cat to kind of put you over. It the really edge. took the, yeah. And then your, your actual living human child's like, well, that was before um, she was yeah, born. That's... And in fact, Okay. I would credit the cat or the dearly departed Trixie for, Trixie. you know, teaching me, teaching me how to, teaching me how to love. Wow. Okay. R- rest in paradise, Trixie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Nomi, speaking of, speaking of your child, both kitty and human, I was, I was wondering if you, as a member of the New York media elite, are you considered a Nepo yes. mommy and is your daughter considered a Nepo baby? That's such a, that's actually such a good question uh, that I was <laughs> suddenly thinking about because I was like, okay, so the whole Nepo baby, Nepo mommy, um, Nepo baby, you know, vulture article. Don't get me started. Don't, don't get me started on this. I got doxxed. So I <laughs> was like, okay, for once I'm in the clear. Like, I was like, (laughs) you know, like, I don't need to worry, you know, when there's stuff about Israel, obviously, like, I'm the first person to admit, like, I'm in Israel, it's like fucking problematic, I have a million things to say about it, Mm -hmm. like stuff about the media, you know, people in like legacy, whatever, you could say, like, you can talk shit, like, in a variety of ways, I guess. Let's not bring up, let's not bring up unions either, please keep moving. Okay, I'm gonna keep it moving, Um, (laughs) but... So with the Nepo baby thing, I was like, finally, I can just sort of like wholesomely, I mean, I think it's kind of stupid, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to kind of wholesomely sit this one out or like kind of enjoy it from the sidelines or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, um, am I a Nepo mommy? <laughs> <laughs> which which sounds which sounds like such a horny thing, doesn't it? Yeah, I have to say you are. I I don't know how. I mean, you think okay. What do you? What are what are the criteria? I just think that I just think that Nina. I, I I've I don't I think I've maybe met her once, but I, obviously I'm familiar with her work uh, from social <laughs> media. I just think that I just know that she's bound for success, and it's going to. I I hope for her sake. It's obviously, you know, model, actress, musician, something very, very glamorous and not the dark arts of journalism. I, I mean, I hope so, too. She's fine for now. But if she starts interning at Teen Vogue, then, you know. Yep. Uh-huh. If Teen Vogue, if Teen Vogue shoots her bedroom, you're fucked. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess now I guess now I don't even know, like at, back in the day. Um, and, you know, I, I, I recently actually last time I was in. LA a couple weeks ago or like whatever three weeks ago I Life is a movie. had the pleasure of uh, meeting the lovely Natalie Love mm-hmm. Lisa Love's daughter yes. and so uh, my mind my mind turned to my mind turned to that mm-hmm. Th- that was a glamorous time that is now gone like what what now mm-hmm. with her teen vogue and and so on like wh- what happens now with the youth the talented youth of tomorrow whose parents oh have it's tough 
still a toehold uh, in the media business or whatever it is, the fashion business or what, what happens? What's the model? What's the model for how people do it nowadays? It used to be like you would get your, you know, you would be like at intern Emily Weiss or something uh -huh. or like whatever else, <laughs> like Bronson sister, like, you know, like. You have to do a lot of free DJ sets before you get booked at, at some of the bigger parties. Right. Exactly. So. I would say, I would say you got to, have you bought Nina a, a, a Stratocaster or a Telecaster or anything? Uh, No, she hasn't. No. No music, no music, no actual. I mean, she listens. We listen to music, and she listens to music, but nothing. Yeah. Um, you you haven't given her any books or anything like that, right? She can't. Nothing. <laughs> okay, no, good, she, good, good. She can't read. So she <laughs> her eyes have been cobbled. I have a cool indie record deal, but I'm also in a hit TV show, and I also am a Chanel ambassador. That's where you want to go. That's like the kind of that's the that's the trifecta. If you're gonna nepo, do it. The only reason I don't want to have kids is because I'm not guaranteed that my daughter would be a Chanel ambassador and there's no point otherwise if and I'm not talking Chanel beauty I want to be very clear okay so not I love Co no I love Coco for you <laughs> I love Coco is a cute start like that's a cute middle okay. school okay. maybe middle school early high school but as soon as yeah, yeah. I've always wondered about how the relationships happen with um I mean it's clear when people are like actually actors and so on sure. you know like but the Chanel ambassadorships that are sort of like more low-key socialite I don't know, like Jen Brill or someone, or like, you know, people like that, like where it's not mm -hmm. really famous people, it's just like cool people. Drag her, honey. No, no, not in a bad way, in a cool way. I'm just kidding. What you find out, like what you find out, if you look, so what happens, for example, when this when this uh Celine Indie Slays concert happened right. or like um or like it's Christmas and everybody's getting Hermes beauty you know right. and they tag the they tag the PR person when you click on the PR person every single time it's shocking because it's literally like a pretty hot sorority girl with like a husband that doesn't that like you can't believe knows who Jen Brill is. So it's like not not very cool people like sort of basic is what you're saying. Yeah, cuz it's a it's a it's a pretty intense job. Like that's a that's a job. Right. We're all living in a work from home environment. You no longer have to live in Soho to be a PR person. You can just live. I mean, like when we did that Spotify thing, the guy was like from Tennessee or something like that who managed like oh, social media shit. You know, well, it's that's, just like that's Spotify. as long as you have the internet and a phone, then you're good. I mean, obviously that's different than high fashion, but all of these people live in New York or LA. These are there's a certain kind of there's a certain kind of person that wants that job because it's cool. Like if you work at Hermes, it's fucking, it's a cool job. Sure. But at the end sure. of the day, you're going to, an, you're you're mo most likely even at this point, Jason, going to an office and sitting at a computer from nine to six. That's like what that job is. Mm. You get to go to cool events and stuff. Don't get me wrong. You get to rub elbows with Chrissy Teigen. You have to hold a clipboard. At least once, yeah, at least once a year. But like, it's not. Shout out to my purple family. I just don't think the job is as, as glamorous as it used to be, especially when it's in house. You know, right? Because then it's like you're dealing you're dealing with one client the whole time. Not right. in house. Not in house. Right. right. Well, um, speaking of um, speaking of celebs, Nomi, I was wondering. Uh, this is a question for Chris and Fry uh, okay. together. Yes. Has there ever been? You know, you guys are both into 
celebrities and news and gossip and people and personalities and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all those things. Has there ever been a time where you, you either of you had an unhealthy obsession with a celebrity where maybe you had to check yourself or you're like, oh, damn, this is getting a little too. Oh, oh that's interesting. What do you what do you mean by unhealthy? Like what would un- unhealthy be? I guess unhealthy would mean I mean, un- obviously, you're not like figuring out where they live and like what you know you're not pulling their children's dental records or anything like that but (laughs) you know where you're just like you know what maybe i should kind of pump the brakes on this a little too much it's it's starting to get a little too yeah not really i guess like for me the the only i what i need to modulate is not so much my feelings uh but my public showing of them i guess you're 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 putting you're showing all your cards all the time because i'm often showing all my cards i'm like very open about like being obsessed with certain people and so and sometimes i'm like you know like i really i really start to feel bad for the person i'm like okay like <laughs> i got <laughs> <laughs> they got to pump the brakes with the safties a little bit, maybe. You know, they've they've heard enough of me for the past like six months. Like maybe I'm. But hold on, hold on. That's a great example. So you've you've been unable to build with the safties so far. I mean, I've built lightly with them. Like I've emailed <laughs> with them and stuff. Okay, okay. And okay. I've met them. Light build, light a build, light out. build. Okay, but that's a weekend um, project. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, defi- it's definitely at the point where we've interacted for sure. Like. uh Several times. Do you think you've interacted enough where if they wanted to kind of take this relationship to the next level, they would? And they're kind of resistant to that? I mean, they probably, yeah, they probably don't. I mean, they're busy. They're busy people. And they know, uh, listen, I'll always be here for Josh and Benny. (laughs) They know where I am. If they, you know, if they want to, you know, hang out, I'm I'm always ready. I'm (laughs) I'm ready to watch to read scripts, to watch rough cuts. You know, I'm. I'm they I'm know where I am. I know where they are. I know where their parents live. <laughs> so you're willing to check out some of the dailies, even in a rough state. Is that the term? Moment? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. And you're able to kind of imagine what it's yeah. going to look in final after the post and everything. And you don't put that, you don't hold that against them. That's really cool of you. So you did you plant an air tag and a pair of Carhartts, or is this <laughs> you don't know where they are? Yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. He you you planted an air tag and a boot boy's <laughs> beanie. <laughs> yeah, I will say that I will say that when I was in, I guess it wasn't in high school, but maybe like er, like right after high school. I was um I was a big Mandy Moore fan. Was this the candy the candy both for era sexual reasons? Actually, just for sexual reasons. This is the Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams. No, no, no. This is this is when she. This was uh, a walk to remember. Oh. A walk. No, this is the oh. twist. That's what I'm saying. So it's a walk to remember. Oh. Damn, that's how I know you guys. Yeah, that, exactly. That was a, walk to remember, Mandy. But Mandy. So Mandy was doing like a like a you know like a screening, and then she would be there after. And my friend and I went. And when we got there, I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't want to watch this movie. I don't want to, like, I'm not going to talk to her. What's the point of this? You, you know, I, was right. just, I, I realized quickly. And that was the fucked up twist is that she went on to marry Ryan Adams. And I was like, damn, maybe I did have a chance. Yeah, she would have been better off. Yeah, she would have been better. She, she, she would have been better off marrying And me. not dating a drug addict monster. Although, was this was this in, in your in your heavy active addiction days? Me? No, this is early. This is like 20 years old. Like, okay. like we're, I'm, we're doing coke in the parking lot and going in to watch a screening of a 
walk to remember and then 30 minutes in the coke wears off and i'm like what the fuck am i doing like we have to we have to let's leave. go to an ultra lounge so you so you do a covert bomb <laughs> yeah yeah and it was in 35 minutes in to a walk to remember starring mandy moore the average age in the audience is 11 you're on coke it's 3 45 p.m yeah it was it, it, that's kind of that you take a cold was, hard look at your life that kind of was the vibe and then and then i saw her once in la or no no i'm sorry i saw her at the juice press on rivington street when the hotel in rivington was like new and hot mm-hmm. uh she was staying there and i have to say statuesque beauty blown away in real life yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean she's gorgeous i mean i haven't seen i've actually never she's she's like but life, she's but... i didn't realize she was like six feet tall oh Oh, I didn't know that. When you have the heels on, obviously that helps. Uh, she was, she did seem like she might have been heading to Good Morning America or something. She was full glam. Chris, follow up question: What's your stance on uh, Ashley Simpson from that era? Not my cup of tea. Um, okay, to, it's you know not. I know that that seems like something that would be in my zone because not even the her campaign for Ashley Simpson for candies. Well, I I don't think that she was. Look, I'm not saying. I mean, look, if you know, <laughs> I'm not saying it's out of the question. Gun, gun to your head. yeah, gun, gun to, to my head. gun to my head. But you know you my get it done. But you know my story about Ashley Simpson. How I I met her at her uh, uh, house with her former husband, uh, Fallout Boy, and how long gone fan. Pete Wentz. Mr. Pete Wentz. Oh, we've all heard the story, Chris, but we would love to hear it one more time for Christmas. Well, I just, I went over there. I got super high and my friend. Wait, so this is in New board. York or where? This is in LA. This is a long time ago. This is when Pete and Ashley were like very famous and married. Right. Was this after the birth of Bronx? No, Bronx Mowgli was on the way. Okay. <laughs> so, so we so got, I got, Pregs. I got super high. I took my rental car from to their house because my friend dan sue was like uh, their like day-to-day manager at the time and he's like yeah come over i think he was like living there maybe in like the pool house kind of vibe and and i get there and we smoke more weed and then we go inside and and the mom is there because they had hired or maybe disney had sent like the actual disney artist to paint the nursery with characters from the disney universe oh wow Wait, so Ashley and Jessica's mom? That's right. Yeah. I'm su- I'm suddenly blanking on her name. <laughs> I'm blanking on her name too, but she was there and then the best part of the story is that I um ran out of gas uh on Sunset Boulevard. When you say gas, what do you mean by that exactly? <laughs> I don't I don't mean the cookie Ziploc. I mean Got it. the okay. I mean the the fucking Dodge the Dodge Charger Petrol. came to they came to a stop on Sunset Boulevard, and I had to get a, a a nice civilian to help me push the car into the into the sit go uh, to, oh, to fill wow. up. Wow! It was a tough. It was a Dark tough. Days. Imagine watching Chris push a car. Uh, I wasn't in the shape I'm in now. We can say that this was this was before Task Rabbit. Yeah, that? this was before. This was honestly a friendly citizen. But I feel like in L.A. People are willing to help with car stuff because it's like the shared struggle, right? And it's car, it's karma as well. Oh, like who knows when? Well, there we go. When you're going to get stuck on sunset? I would help someone if if I saw I might I would pull over and help someone. Honestly, you're a good Samaritan. If they were a six or higher, yeah, you probably would do that. That's true, male or female though. Let's not limit it. <laughs> well, we we knew Chris. We knew. Um, Omnivorous. All right, good, good, good. Wait, I have a question. So, is this like a special Christmas episode with a Jew? Um, well, it's a good question, Fry. At the booking department here at How Long Gone, uh, as a Christmas gift to our devote devout listeners, they were so good this year that they deserve <laughs> no me, 
But this is not, it's not Christmas. This is the how, how, how long gone happy holiday episode. So yeah, it's okay. technically, we only celebrate the holidays here, even though Chris does not use that no, word. We, he no, we, a, he, he, he's a staunch Christmas celebrator. Chris is finally able to say Merry Christmas. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Unapologetically. And listen, I've been, I've been jockeying much, much like my, you know, my jockeying for Safdie's uh, close friendship. I've been jockeying mm-hmm. for, a return to the pod <laughs> for years now. A decades-long campaign. <laughs> because I believe I was episode 13. Yeah. Episode 13, deep. And we did a live show together in Beantown, but that doesn't count. That doesn't count. We did do a live show together. It's true. I just, I think it's sometimes we forget about the things that are closest to us. Yeah. You know? Oh. Sometimes we take for granted. For a holiday spirit, I needed that right now. Ooh, needed to hear that. <laughs> You're much, you're much like a, a businesswoman, a cold-hearted businesswoman from the big city who returns mm. to her small town in Tennessee. <laughs> exactly. For yes. Yeah, yeah. This is a Reese Witherspoon movie. Home for yeah, hey exactly. Hollywood, home for the holidays. Yeah, that's what I thought. So that's like me and you guys. You you got all you got all fancy with your with your fancy famous people. We're suddenly too good to go to the Walmart. Exactly, and you need to remember the yokel who works, who's an usher. <laughs> At the local theater. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they happen to be really hot when they take their glasses off. Yeah. And like they, he takes off his shirt for some reason. <laughs> He's like ripped and it's like amazing. Sometimes <laughs> when I go, sometimes when I go home for the holidays, uh, you know, some people in my life or maybe some family members, like a cousin or something, would be like, oh, Hollywood is back in town, oh, you know, tries to give me shit. Right, Hollywood Chris. Gonna wear one of your Tom Brown skirts again? For having very low, extremely low level, I wouldn't even say success, uh, they like to kind of make fun of me for that. Sure. Do you ex- do you experience that when you return to the motherland or... Not is that really. not part of I your mean, life? I, okay. I, I've, I've been, you know, I don't, I... Not really, no. It's probably more like, hey, Hollywood, this is so cool. (laughs) Congratulations on your success. Did you bring me gifts and toys? Did you bring me Von Dutch Trucker hat? What's going on? No, I would say, okay, specifically like my family, for better or worse, has always had punishingly high expectations Mm. of me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Great. Okay, so so they're like, hey, North Hollywood. Yeah, North Hollywood. It's you. North Hollywood. What's up, Studio City? Good to see you. It's you. So you're saying No, no. I mean it's great. It's great to see everyone and and you know, everyone's nice and you know, but it's yeah, but it's 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 not really like that because they have always pushed me to the brink <laughs> of uh you know to the brink of disaster to like be the best that I can be so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So they're like, oh yeah, it's you. You did what you were supposed to do. That's that's re- that's re- that's refreshing. I, I kind of like that. And you're back. I, yeah. <laughs> now you're back. I kind of like that. You've returned. <laughs> um, that's good to hear. That's a rare. That's a rare. We've successfully broken you. We've brought you've we've broken you like a wild mare. Like a you know you were a wild mare from the Middle East. <laughs> you got sent in one of those like you know like little like carrier vans with like the the window with the bars you oh know, yeah you, got, you know a guy's in there whipping that mare too Whoops. you got shipped to new york <laughs> and you sat at the computer and you like wrote and stuff <laughs> for years and years i guess this is my life now and you tweeted and you networked and you wrote some more and now you're back and it's good to see <laughs> it's you good to see you tweeted it <laughs> 
I couldn't help but wonder. Did you get a did you, did you get a nice note from your parents when you got the blue check on Instagram, or did they kind of let that? No, I don't. Go? They don't really. I don't think they really okay uh, care about stuff like or really notice. Your dad was like, "Did you pay for it?" <laughs> I'll know. Uh, <laughs> your engagement's kind of low. No, me. Your engagement. No daughter of mine pays for a blue check. No, but I I sh- I should know that they're extremely they're very supportive and proud of me. Like that's it. Sounds like they're like non you know, sort of like sure. non impressed with my whatever it is that I've achieved. And that's not the case. They are and they're happy. They're just kind of like, yeah, that that was kind of like what we were expecting of you at the same time. I don't know. That's it's like cool. a it's like a weird thing. That's cool. Yeah. No, I like Fry, that. speaking of uh speaking of the motherland, I was checking out a couple of your tweets yes. about this trip. Yes. One of them, uh, you said that the Airbnb that you're staying at is quote a theater of pain. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I would like you to expand on that. You, you mentioned that the bed was short even for you. So yeah. as, a, as a tall podcaster, I could only imagine how dinky this is. As you guys, I believe you guys know that I am married to a tall man, not as tall as you, Jeans. He's a big fella. But yeah, he's, he's tall. He's yeah, a 6'4", uh, to 6'4", I believe. Mm-hmm. And so he's six, four, used to have like. his uh, little feetsies dangling <laughs> off any old bed. Mm-hmm. So for him, it's just another day at the office. As as I always like to say, when you fit nowhere, you fit everywhere. Exactly. No skin off your back. No sweat off my sack. And uh, but for but for me, uh, five. I believe I'm five seven, maybe five six and a half. So not short, but uh, also not extremely tall, freak, freakishly tall. <laughs> Um, and my, my feetsies are kind of like, I I feel them kind of not hanging off the bed, but kind of on the precipice of dangling. And, um, I don't like that feeling. (laughs) It makes me feel unmoored and unsafe. Welcome to my hell. It's weird. I mean, it's like, it's, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I probably fit in the bed, but if I sort of move around a little bit, there's issues, there's no wiggle. Yeah. No wiggle room. So I, I, you know, need to, need to stay. Um, you have to be sedated. I got to be sedated. And so last night was a trial and also just, I don't know. I, I slept okay in Athens, but then like suddenly the jet lag was back last night. I slept really shit, shitty. Mm. What else? There's like a bit of a wet dog smell on the premises which i'm not a huge fan of well based on what you've told us about the wa- of the wild animals it seems like you could be cohabitating and not realizing it maybe i know maybe maybe there's like some sort of like wet mutt like hiding under the floorboards or something but could be a, a, a mongoose in that down in the attic or something who knows yes yes and it's just like i don't know it's it's just like i mean it's a no shade to the people living here, but I've never seen like an uglier, like the decor is really. <laughs> no listen. shade to the people that made this house ugly as shit. <laughs> no shade to your Airbnb host. I mean, they don't know. They don't know me. I, I'm not mentioning their name. I don't really know their name. Anyway. Yeah, don't. we don't want you to get kicked off of Airbnb. We can't yeah. have you going Tim Dillon No, mode. this is, it's an undisclosed yeah. location. It's just one of the many Airbnb. Of course, of course. Units. Now, you know, we're, we're, I'm staunchly anti Airbnb. Right. Um, I think it's almost always a disappointment in a hotel. If it's a disappointment, you can complain and they'll try to make it better. Whereas Airbnb is truly screaming into the void. Yeah. But it's because of your 
when you have a family, I feel like it's the best option because otherwise you're getting two rooms instead of one. Mm. So it becomes a very difficult hotel equation to work out. Yeah, I think I Nobody think yeah, travel it's definitely easy. better. I, I will say that when I when I travel alone for work or, or for pleasure, um, <laughs> I tend to what I tend to do is I tend to just write on Instagram Instead of like going to the actual Airbnb site, I tend to just write on Instagram on stories. I'm like, I'm coming, I'm coming to LA. I did it when I went to Seattle last year too. Actually, Seattle I did go with with my family, but it it often like yields much better, much better options. One of your one of your successful Hollywood friends chimes in. Oh, actually, I'm going to be in Montana at the ranch. You can use right, my house. Right. Uh, that has not happened yet. <laughs> That has not happened yet. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. But but I have been able to, you know, I've stayed in some in some lovely places where people are just traveling, you know. Yeah. And then yeah, it's usually it's usually probably cheaper just because like it's usually a friend of a friend or like an acquaintance or maybe even a friend, and it's nicer than what people offer for like you know an airbnb unit that well it's, it's got to be nicer it's got to be nicer th- than the line hotel anything is right and then there's the line hotel that's i don't know if you saw that tweet jeans but um the airbnb in um athens had a fake cement wall and i did feel like i was staying at koreatown's <laughs> own line hotel i'm back i'm back in k-town yeah this is that's amazing that's amazing it was in, you think the design was inspired <laughs> no. by the no infamous, i think it was just like the a faux, faux brutalist you know horror well, if, i mean over in athens according to chris's description it could be actual brutalism you know that, that's true it's honest. not it's not faux it's not a it's not it's not a patina. that's true but i i knocked i kind of tap tapped on it and it's the it okay so okay and, so, yeah. and <laughs> you couldn't put your trx bands up on that wall and come well, right yeah, down these, these no. walls will not survive another shelling no is what you felt okay yes no that's that's what i felt that's what i felt speaking of uh, another tweet that i that i was reading you said that you follow, this is a, a long-running theme in the last few weeks on How Long Gone. Our last guest also mentioned a bit of a social media obsession with this person. I followed Maddie Healy for sport. Um, he didn't follow me back. And he didn't follow back. And I was. And it had me thinking, you know, like what are the reasons why we follow people and, and like, you know, professional reasons, you know, somebody in your field who has a lot of mutuals, they follow you, you got to follow back. Right. Or if you're trying to have sex with them or you just think they're hot or funny or they make a meme. But the sport follow mm-hmm. is is probably the coolest way to follow or coolest reason to follow someone. Like, I don't necessarily know why, but I kind of I have to keep my eyes glued to their goings on. Do you do, do, you do that? Do you no, do that? No, I'm not a sport follower. Do you do that, I'm not really a sport follower. I mean, I follow I follow Maddie Healy, but oh, I, I am. I guess it's kind of for sport. Chris, who was who was a sport who was a who was a sport follow for you? They're not usually famous. I mean, it'll, it'll be like someone who's like, oh, they wrote a story I liked, sure. you know, or something clever, and then I see that we have a hundred mutual yes. followers, and I will I will follow back. No, that's not a sport right. follow. I mean, a sport follow is like. How you follow like the Proud Boys just to see what they're up to? Like it's so weird, you know. Oh, I follow. There's an influencer I follow that I I truly follow just to laugh at her posts because okay. it's like dramatic black and white photos being like matches so good, you know. And it's like <laughs> it's like I'm not exaggerating. I have screenshots of it on my computer because it's like black and white photos of like 
gifts from Chanel and then like a shadowy wall that says like the sun came out today heart hashtag we and love it's just it, it's i was gonna say i'm trying to figure out who you're talking about you don't but know you, really, you, don't you know didn't this. narrow it down at all though. you don't know this person it's but it's like she's she's very pretty she's very rich but all the photos are like you know how there's that style of 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 influencer it's like the photos are kind of like all corners you know it's like a perfect <laughs> it's like a little stack of books or a, a ceramic full of warm comforting matcha or maybe a vase with some fresh flowers or of course the most infamous and famous the farmer's market post mm. um, a classic of all it sounds a bit like a throwback no though right like no twist no twist to that no twist but she's because i think she's uh, yeah she's been in the game quite a while and i think that like I wear the row and drink matcha and have a G-Wagon is very common at this point. Right, yes. I think the dramatic black and white is her twist. Okay. I think that I think that might be the that, That's her wet bandit style calling card. That's a Home Alone <laughs> exactly, reference. Yeah. I don't know if you exactly, guys remember. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's her wet bandit calling card is the <laughs> black and white um, manipulated photos. But did you see... What was I... Who are we talking about, Jason? Where somebody like... Oh, never mind. I can't talk about that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get back to you and your sport following of Maddie Healy. Of Maddie what, Healy? What, what drove you to sport follow this man? And, and uh, f- to let you know, he is a listener of the show and a guest on the show. So I hope, Maddie, if you're listening, um, follow me back. <laughs> <laughs> so you you did the you, you unfollowed and then followed back the social media equivalent of, of restarting the computer? No, I didn't. Okay, that was, that was a joke. That was a, jo- that was a joke. That was a joke. Yeah, I, I was like, he hasn't followed me back. What gives? What I don't gives? know if this worked. <laughs> I had to like unfollow and refollow. My computer is being weird. And then I was like, maybe I'll unfollow and refollow. <laughs> that was a joke. So <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't do that. Believable. My phone's um, so weird. My phone's so weird. I don't know. He seemed. It's just like all of a sudden, it seemed like he was in the mix with everybody, like people I know, like you guys. And I mean, Joe interviewed him. He suddenly appeared in our silo. In the last few months. Yeah, suddenly he's like hanging out with people I know and he seems kind of funny and mm-hmm. and like he's cute. Now he's like kissing people, which is a funny meme, like kissing people on stage. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe, m- maybe it's this, time. Maybe it's time. Maybe this is something that I should check out, you know, see, see what's up, see what's up. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so I was just like, okay, I'm just going to follow and, uh, and see see what happens see what mm-hmm. i see watch what happens watch what, what happens do you think of next. what do you let's give a quick content review like are you happy well this was super this was super recent so like i don't really okay. think okay. this was like two days ago so i it's still super fresh chris i it's so it's, fresh it's so, it's so fresh it's i'm so gonna new. need i'm gonna need some time <laughs> to reflect and like absorb. i would love to kind of comment on it but i'm just not there i yet. will say that his stories are pretty amazing okay so i need to watch i feel like i maybe haven't watched the story yet like i think i think uh there was like maybe i saw like one post where he's like posing with like a sort of like a hat like a sort of stocking a shysty cap of the mirror with no shirt on or something. Like I saw one post, I think on the feed, but he's I haven't invo- like gone in. He's been involved in the, the indie drama, you know, lately. Are you talking about the, the friend of the pod, uh, Phoebe Bridgers and um, a, a Phoebe Bridgers relationship status relationship, the- Paul Mescal, yeah. Bo Burnham drama. Yeah, but- I've been, I've been kind of, even though I don't have any, I, I don't have like any stake in the game. Like I, I'm not especially, you know, and not I'm not uninterested, but I'm not especially like interested in anyone in this mm-hmm. 
triangle. I I feel like it's again much like Paul Mescal is a Healy. I feel like it's something I should be <laughs> up on and understand what's happening. Look, I think that for me, obviously, I just want Phoebe to be happy. Right. So whatever that's going to be for her. That's, that's so that's dope what, that you said that. that that's, that's what I'm going to support, obviously, because like I support women and kind of who they choose to date is like up to them. Yeah. Like, I don't think we should pressure them. You're a champion. Of, you're a champion of women. I'm a champion of women. But I will say that I prefer uh, Paul Mezcal's uh, catalog of work to Bo Burnham's. I mean, that's classic. That's classic, Chris, though. I mean, that's that being said, I haven't really seen any of Bo Burnham's work, uh, but I did. I, I want to go on record saying that I did love eighth grade and even reviewed it back. I did. Back actually, you know day. what I did? I also loved eighth grade. I did yeah. love eighth grade. That's yeah. that's a good that's a good one. That was a movie where they go Gucci. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, yes, movie, yes, was, yes, that okay. movie was good. Great and movie. in fact, was also produced by is Chris Dorr a friend of the pod as well. Yeah, Chris yeah, Dorr, yeah. a big friend of the yeah. pod. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So Chris Dorr, our, our Oh, that's right. Friend. I forgot about um, that. I didn't. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. I was involved in that movie. I did not know him when I, I did not know him then. My vision but, has been clouded by the unbelievable success of The Bear. You know, it's hard to even I mean, that look too. back on yeah. the IMDb. You know, that too. Some, great, great TV show. And I'm so happy for Chris. So, but do you understand the, do you thirst for Paul the way that maybe the gay community does? Oh. Uh, I mean, I think I think he's handsome, obviously, uh, but I'm not. He's not my. Uh, he's not my. He's not your type. Number one. Okay. He's not really my type. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So, so all right. Well, that uh, he's on the market. So I was just trying to kind of see gay. Sure. Interest. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> is he? Is he maybe a little too boyish for you? Maybe a bit too boyish. I I prefer perhaps more grizzled, mm -hmm. a more grizzled, destroyed yeah. appearance. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, destroyed. How are you? You, I sound do like, a destroyed you sound man. like you're talking yeah. about a pair of like Amiri jeans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly that's exactly look, the vibe. Being grizzled and destroyed gets you a lot of pussy in this world. J look at Jason. I mean, what a what a how lucky is is that for the grizzled and destroyed community? <laughs> <laughs> for the grizzled community, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and and grizzled is spelled with an X instead of an I. <laughs> grizzled X. I, <laughs> I I think that that's that's fair. I understand the thirst for Paul Mezcal because I think it's also he's like a sensitive actor, which I don't feel like we get that that kind of archetype of like hot, foreign, and sensitive. I feel like we just don't have a lot of that anymore. Yeah, and he looks like he keeps his asshole pretty clean, which I know is a big thing for you, Chris. I think I think maybe yeah, too clean for my taste is what I'm trying to, to say. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. Say no more. You're saying Paul, what I'm talking about. Exactly. No. After normal people, after normal people, he was able to afford that bidet, and that's kind of where things went left. Exactly. From you. Yeah. That was the last thing he needed. I understand. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, you can put really polish that thing. Well, there's another thing as we're ending, Fry. Like a shiny apple. Like a shiny like a sh apple on a teacher's <laughs> desk. Uh, you, you also tweeted, which was a, a, a nice way to kind of wrap up this episode as well as this year. And you used the word uh, Q4 in scare quotes here, which is a great, you know, we love to use that word. But <laughs> mm -hmm. you said my plan for the remainder of quote unquote Q4 is to look more and more like shit and treat my body increasingly badly in order to make uh -huh. the wiping of the slate on New Year's Eve more triumphant. And this was, this is, you're simply edging an entire year. And I like that. This is the type of, I love to dig myself in a hole and try to crawl out of it. And 
I like to, you know, nothing feels better than a shower after. After a rough night. After a rough night. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you guys are, I mean, it's obviously you, Chris, you're like a model citizen with the berries and the sobriety and mm -hmm. uh, Belgian loafers. <laughs> and you know all of that um jeans you're a bit more rough and ready as they say on the british bake-off show mm -hmm. yeah you get a handshake for that one sweetheart at this point in your life maybe you and you understand me more but is on this on this matter but is is that do you can you identify with this sentiment or like what what's what's your one thousand percent one thousand percent yeah mm -hmm. i i can and i think that it's important to have Q4 situations like this because some of us who are so wound up and doing the same thing, you know, you need to kind of pull over and take a rest up. You need to let, a, let some steam out of the hot air balloon. And, and Q4, especially the final days of Q4, no better time to do it. The emails aren't really coming in. It's cookie time. You're watching bad TV. I'm watching Friends. I paid $400 to watch home alone yeah you know these are and then dark days january first comes here and they say you know the first five pounds easiest to lose it's a great way to jump start that weight loss journey because you add five pounds in the last two or three right, days right right and then you're jump started you're ready to go kickstart my heart kickstart my heart when i get high get high on speed <laughs> <laughs> Those are Chris, I don't know if Chris is aware of these Vince Neil yeah, music. Yeah, uh, I'm. I yeah, guys, I'm aware of Speed um, uh, and <laughs> and Motley Crue's take take on. I remember being a little kid and my mom bought me the cassette of that song, and I remember Doctor listening. Feel good. I remember listening to it in her car in like a Home Depot parking lot or something like that. And I was and it starts off with a motorcycle, and I was like, yeah. I can't wait to fuck. That's a great. Yeah, you were ready to fuck at that point. That, that's a, that's that's actually a great album. I remember it fondly because it, it's like this is the album that was like their sober comeback. I don't know if Doctor Feelgood. Doctor Feelgood. This is after they. That's how fucked up they were. Doctor Feelgood was the sober album. Yeah, that was just sober. It was like sober <laughs> but badder than ever. That was like the messaging. Like Chris. Yeah, that's my that's my outlook on life. <laughs> I'm, I'm I finally he liked... got sober and somehow more problematic. Yeah, and then it was like uh, the, it also had the ballad "Girl Don't Go Away," "Mad Girl Just." go away Oof. uh which was you know about like letting go of toxic old toxic relationships yeah not unlike the i hate to see you go but i love to watch you leave exactly got a nice ass chris i, I got that i got that thanks <laughs> so that's what it that's what it means okay yeah so oh q4 and related yes i think i think you know weirdly i will say that i haven't had anything to drink in almost two weeks so i'm not really treating myself that badly not even water but it's kind of just because i was <laughs> it's tough over there it's tough over yeah there. not even water i'm really parched you shouldn't be podcasting so you've, you've been alcohol free so i've been alcohol free okay. i haven't done any drugs or any alcohol um great no weed smoking or anything which i don't really do that much anyway but <laughs> i i um yeah so in that respect i'm actually you know, kind of like achieving, achieving, you know, reaching new heights of, of self-improvement, I guess. That's a big mood. Other than that, I just feel like <laughs> shit, you know, I just feel, and like whenever I don't drink, I'm like, ugh, I don't see a, di I don't really, which must mean that I'm not really like 
I don't drink that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, if I go out, I drink, but I don't really drink at home that much. Or you don't have a glass of sherry bef- when everyone goes to bed and stare at a wall. Yeah, I'll have a, s- a snifter of sherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the holidays, um, Q4 particularly, is a time to kind of lay low and grind um, because of these. The, oh, interesting. The usual, the kind of usual annoyances of daily life are not present because there's people like you guys fucking off. And it's a time for a grustler like me to kind of make strides. Um, so you're, every- so now that the emails are slowing down mm-hmm. over at How Long Gone and Done to Death Industries, you're able to finally get all those projects done. You're going you're to finish the book. Exactly. You're going to finish staining the deck. Exactly. I'm, things like that yeah i'm out here doing i'm trying to go you know i'm trying to do two workouts outs a day hit the sauna well so you're grinding i'm grinding it's just that it, you're getting it done well it's because there's literally nothing else to do that's the thing if you're not going to sit around and drink and watch movies there's literally nothing to do oh I, I, you know you could write chris i could write but you know we're all writers in this chat that's it's, that's right you know, uh, we're all of the same level yeah. of of success and pedigree totally and respect honestly we're we're, we're all know, writers mm-hmm. poets have you been even. writing in tel aviv or do you take a break from no that? first of all i only got here yesterday second of all i'm you know traveling with my child and husband and uh right and uh no no i'm not gonna try i'm not gonna even try until i get back to new york towards the towards the new year um and then that's that's when the grind needs to. I'm always I'm already kind of dreading it because dreading, but also I'm like, okay, maybe the break will recharge me and I'll be able to I'll be able to hit hit the ground running, so to speak. Yeah, you're gonna come back. You're gonna come back to the Big Apple and settle into your comfy writing chair and just bang out some stuff. And the How Long Gone listeners will hold you accountable for these words. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's right. The beauty of this podcast right. is every morning you'll wake up to thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of DMs from all of our listeners being like, no me, let's just, just 500 words. Just get it done. I really I really hope so. It's a circle of trust here and I... I really would not want to be the one who breaks it. And Nomi, I want you to also hold us accountable too. Like the door swings both ways over here in podcasting. Two way, it's a two way street, <laughs> as uh, as Sigourney Weaver tells Bellany Griffith in Working Girl. Two way street, Tess. <laughs> Lest we forget. Okay, maybe maybe that references. No, there's somebody that listens to this podcast. They'll get that. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, many, many. I'm sure. I'm familiar with that movie. Oh, it's the best movie. Best? <laughs> Jason, if you're going to watch movies and drink, you should watch. Have you never watched it? Wait, what's it called? Working Girl. Working Girl? Working Girl. No, I'm sure I've watched it. Is it about uh, an SEX worker? Oh, my God. It's absolutely a perfect, perfect movie. No, I, I'm sure I've seen it. I'm sure I've seen it. What drug should I take when I watch it tonight? Yeah, just smoke a little weed and watch it. Although it's although, Hit although the Hit the it is a movie about the go-go 80s in Wall Street um from a woman's perspective and however there is a scene where yeah. she gets uh where she gets um yeah harassed by mr kevin spacey a coke snorting champagne swilling no. kevin spacey in a limo over lunch hour this is a comedy by the way so it's kind of like but it's also a little bit of a Mm-hmm. A feminist angle as well, right? Oh, a hundred percent. It's revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. She was a girl. She was a girl boss before the term even existed. Uh-huh. The- before the term existed. Do you think she would you call her 
a savvy New Yorker? She is a savvy, you know, she's a she's a working class girl from Staten Island. She is a secretary who works on Wall Street, but she has bigger dreams. She wants to actually, you know, be be a boss and and it's 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 not easy, let me tell you, especially if you're an attractive blonde girl from Staten Island, everybody thinks she's like stupid and Look, I get, I get it. I get it. And uh yeah, and it also stars Harrison Ford at his perhaps most attractive I I would venture at at his at his yummiest at his absolute yummiest jeans. <laughs> Those pictures of him in the New York Times on Sunday, I believe, he looked very cool. He's really aged. Wait, what? I missed that. I missed he that. Was well, there's like a big profile about him because I think he's in a he's in a TV show, which I I think it might be the first time ever. Oh, that he's done a TV that he's done a TV show. Uh-huh. Um, but he just looks cool. You know, he looks he's aged quite well. He's like, you know what? I came. I'm coming on for the new season of Young Sheldon. I don't know why. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, want to exactly, do it. Exactly. I got bit by the bug. These these fucking hanger prices over in Van Nuys are killing me. I got to do Young Sheldon. <laughs> I saw him once. All right, I'm gonna check out working. I girl. was entering John and Vinny's Brentwood. Flex. And he was coming out as I was about to come in. Do you look cool? And uh, he held the door for me. Yeah, I mean, it was a brief moment, and this was like whenever it opened, like, I don't know, like three or four years ago. That's how I felt when I saw Ted Danson at the at the Brentwood Country Mart. Oh, wow. Looked great. Looked great. Seemed to be friendly with some family friends. It was just, I couldn't take my eyes off of him. Dude, that's such Curb Your Enthusiasm vibes. It really, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, actually, you know what? Before we go... Know me just quickly. Did you have a chance to listen to friend of the show John Mayer on uh, Call? Not yet, and I'm really looking forward to it. Maybe I'll even do it now. Okay, and I want to watch the video as well. Have Have you watched? I I haven't because I'm uh, jealous um, that he is on Call Her Daddy and not How Long Gone. (laughs) He should He should come on How Long Gone. John, if you're listening. Well, unfortunately, we don't look like uh, the hosts of Call Her Daddy. I think that might have played a look, part in this. We can't even get a baby blue G-Shock, let alone <laughs> a booking. Okay. You mean, are you referring <laughs> to baby Father steps, Cooper? Fry, baby steps. And we also we also love Father Cooper. So it, I, I'll watch. I'll watch because it's, that's, it's rare that a podcast... Um, I, I just feel like people like John do stuff like Marin that I don't give a shit about. Right. So for... For him to do something where it could get spicy and she's at least like really engaging as a host, yeah, uh, that seemed that seems like a good bet for an hour. Oh, definitely, you know I mean? definitely. And I'm 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 eager to listen to it. I mean, I think it's like cool that he did it. I, um, I agree. He said that because Alex listened to it and she was like, he said that December is a time to just do something you wouldn't normally do. And you know what? I kind of agree with John on that. I like that. I like that. I like that too. I like that. Well, Chris, is there, uh, you better take that advice and do something that you normally wouldn't do, even though I don't know if, if you're going to. What What should Chris do that is unlike Chris, Nomi? You know him well. Watch a great movie. Yeah, just watch a great movie. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. Let's let's don't get him back off the wagon. Encourage Chris to break edge, just because it's like <laughs> something he wouldn't do. Like try something different. No, that's a good angle. That's a very good angle. What's one thing that Chris might not ever do? 
Chris, pick that needle up again. Yeah, j- just j- fuck it. J- that would be unexpected. You know what, John? You're right. I've never actually shot heroin, so fuck it. This Christmas, I think I'm putting a needle in my arm. If you started doing drugs again, I would be absolutely shooketh. I know, I know. No, but I will. I'll do something different. I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to get out of my comfort zone and do something I wouldn't normally do to celebrate the beautiful holiday season. You know, park your own car or something like that. I was. I have to say, Chris, that I was thinking about you the other day, and I. I thought to myself, Wow, I'm really proud of chris's sobriety well thanks nomi yeah it's it's um like i'm i'm really it's impressive and uh and you know it's great you're a great you're a role model thank you thank (laughs) you i am in only one singular way i am a role model um for those that are also uh suffering from addiction but yeah it's been six years and i am um I, i i feel great you know and it's uh you know, this time of year, I because it it my anniversary is like right after Thanksgiving, so it is top of mind. Um, yeah, this time of year. Um, but uh, you know, I, I know that a lot of people are probably going through it because they're they're forced to drink to deal with life during this time of year. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Jason. Jason, I'm going to gain 10 pounds. I don't give a shit. Is he's speaking strictly of alcohol? Chris, I didn't know that your anniversary was so close to the holiday season. The anniversary is is yeah, it's the 26th of November. So you went you went through Christmas okay. sober. You met you your sobriety like fell the, your beginning of your sobriety. You know what's interesting about my family though is it's not we're not a big drinking family. My dad now turns up with his 1942 with our neighbor, um, but he historically my family doesn't really drink yeah like my they didn't drink when i was growing up so the holidays weren't like a big celebratory right like let's sneak let's go for a walk with my cousin and hit the bong right you know it wasn't it wasn't that vibe so it's not mm-hmm. christmas to me is is not triggering at all it's more of a chore that it's I, about it's about god for you it's about your relationship with god yeah i only celebrate christmas because it was it's jesus's birthday and i think that <laughs> once again we're getting kind of we're getting that's that fact is getting lost yet again in the All right, how long uh, American is the website you guys know me thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show while you're on holiday with such a severe time zone difference oh my god it's been an honor and a pro- privilege such a severe time is it no no me honestly we thank you for your support uh throughout the last three years of, of how long gone and we're happy to give this gift to our listeners you're an angel investor and and, and you're also just nearly <laughs> an angel yourself you got it on the ground you got it on the ground floor of how long gone and we appreciate that i really did i really did i really did she was wise enough to hitch her wagon to the gone <laughs> gone train early and often <laughs> yeah, exactly and we'll see you um we'll see you uh back in the big apple very soon thanks again very soon okay bye guys love you bye Naomi. love you too later my love to the family. It's just a question of time